Welcome back, Cincinnati sports fans, Bearcats, Bengals fans, Reds fans, all alike. High school sports fans, whatever you're into. It's inside the 275 loop. Anything inside the 275 loop, we got you covered. Not really getting much into high school sports, but there's not a whole lot to report on. I know my Elder Panthers won the, uh, outright won the GCL for the first time, I think, since 2006 or 2007, I believe. So how about them, Panthers? Uh... But there's plenty to get to. Obviously, there's a big event this Sunday. And in case you live under a rock, let me inform you that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl for the first time in 33 years. Uh, Bear, we'll talk Bearcats basketball and really Bengals Super Bowl. And that's it'll, those are be all, our two main topics for, for tonight's show. So we'll go ahead and get started. I'm Sean McMahon, by the way, joined by uh, Tyler. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Tyler, what's his th- I'm sorry. Tyler Gilman. Gilman. Tyler Gilman. I'm sorry. I blank with last names for some reason. <laughs> it's not it's nothing you did. It's not it's it's totally me. I just blank on last names randomly. <laughs> but it's me and Tyler tonight. Ethan's dur- uh, currently in an interview for the Florence Yalls, um, which they are outside the 275 loop, so we will not be talking about them. <laughs> uh, but so we'll get to some Bearcats basketball. So before we talked uh, or after we talked during last show, the Bearcats are getting ready to face the Houston, the sixth-ranked Houston Cougars, uh, this previous Sunday, and man, twenty-two uh, point smacking uh, in favor of Houston. Absolutely not what we predicted and what we had hoped for. Um, I don't want to say that we were cocky, but I think we were rightfully confident because of what we've seen Cincinnati basketball teams do to really good basketball teams in fifth third arena mm-hmm. we just thought they could rally we thought the crowd could in, could get into it but i mean right out of the gates the game was it looked t- like it was great like out of the gate as soon as it started literally i mean the first the tip off it was like the dunk right away yeah I mean, immediate dunk and you were in bearcats go down two with you know less than five seconds into the game and it's like okay and that kind of set the tone for the rest yeah. of the game i mean it was just domination by houston on both ends of the court i mean they just Wow! Holy cow! Wore us down on every offense and defense. It it was pretty hard to watch as a fellow Cincinnati sports fan. Yeah, it, it was tough. But you know, give credit to David DeJulius, um, who was the yeah. team's leading scorer. Uh, Twenty five points, shot six of fourteen from field goal range. Um, but he was twelve for twelve from the charity stripe, which was actually impressive. Dude didn't miss a single free throw. That is. Uh, easy to do which was impressive and and not shockingly fabian white jr led the way for the cougars with 22 points two for two on his free throws eight for 13 from field goal range i mean he's a veteran for that houston team Mm -hmm. no shock at all but i mean jamal sheed had an incredible game i mean just all around houston just well-rounded very good very talented basketball team kelvin sampson uh, he's kind of you know i mean he kind of became like the new mick cronin of the american Doing a pretty good job, you know. Yeah, he's, got, he's got a top ten team now. They did just lose to SMU, that did yeah. happen mm-hmm. last night. They did just lose last night to SMU, which is incredible. Uh, SMU is a sneaky team, though. So. They are sneaky team. They are, but we beat the living heck out of them earlier this season. So very true. It's it's just weird how college basketball works. But Houston drops their third game, uh, or no, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, it was their third loss. First of conference the season. loss. First conference loss, but it was their third overall loss. Um, which let me see what was the score of that game last night? It was uh, I know it was eighty five eighty three SMU. Really? Okay, Two so point then game. so then that means that uh, that means that Houston has lost their three games by a combined five points. Really? Yeah, they lost one game by one point. I believe that was to Alabama, 
and then they lost Wisconsin. their other game to Wisconsin, right. and that game was by that was a two point loss. Wow, I mean that that's just impressive. I yeah, mean, that's you have three losses, and it was to it was by five points total. Also to three really good basketball teams when you think about it. Yeah, and also that's why college basketball thing is just so much fun. I mean, SMU beating the number six team in the country it's just. That's what makes any, college any, basketball any, yeah. great. Any day of the week. I mean, that could happen any day. I mean, yeah. oh, it's was, happened a lot this week. Um, Duke, Virginia Duke, beating Virginia. Duke. Uh, what Texas a game that was. And, Texas and Kansas. I mean, that wasn't that was a top twenty upset, but there was another one. Um, there was Arkansas another beat one. Auburn. Yes, yeah, Arkansas. That was a great game. That was, that was wow. That was a great game. You didn't see that? Wow, you missed out on a lot. You did. Yeah, that that, that was. I I knew as soon as I saw that game, and it was at oh, Arkansas. I, I was like, I gotta watch this. This game's gonna be really good. I just love when top ranked teams play. At at a team in their conference on the road. It's, yeah. I just love I have to watch it. You yeah, know, yeah, you, you never know. know. You never know. And, I mean, such was the case with Arkansas and Auburn. Auburn's the number one team in the country, undisputed. Um, oh, yeah. They're they're incredible. I would pick if, – if you put them and Gonzaga in a dogfight on the court, I'm Auburn. picking Auburn, I got Auburn every day. I got Auburn. I'll take Auburn every day. But, you know, Auburn drops their second loss uh, in the on the season, but it was to a very, very good – a uh, highly underrated Arkansas team. Don't forget, Arkansas just went to the Elite Eight last year. Arkansas just they went to the Elite Eight. Far. <laughs> yeah, they're a good basketball team, and uh, but the team, the Bearcats, just played the Houston Cougars. Well, not the USF Bulls. That was last night, Wednesday, mm-hmm. February 9th. Uh, but the team they played uh, on Sunday, which was the Houston Cougars, sixth ranked team in the country, only lost three games. They went to the Final Four last year, getting smacked by Baylor on the way there um, to the national title game, and then Baylor went on to smack Gonzaga. Um, after Gonzaga and UCLA had an insane Final Four game, I mean, that what, was probably I mean, the best Final Four game I think I've ever watched. But yeah, personally, when I, the when I leave a game, yeah, when I one that I personally watch, I think it's got to be that game. I, I think mean, so. That's too. just crazy. I mean, it was the embodiment of a Final Four game. It was two very very good teams. You had a Cinderella and UCLA. You had a top ranked Gonzaga team, and then you had a buzzer beater. I think I think it was a telltale of how March Madness goes every year. Mm-hmm. That's why March Madness is so much fun, which is coming up in. A month, and I cannot. Which is wait crazy. For it. I cannot wait for it. Yeah, I can't either. The fun, another fun thing about UCLA, by the way, they were actually uh, they were in the first four out, or the uh, yeah they the, were sorry last yeah, four in. Yeah, they, they were, were the last in the playing four. game. Yep, and Dayton. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> they were the last one of the last four in, and they made it all the way to the final four. Shows how good the Corona was. It's just <laughs> yeah, like and now they're a top ten program. How bad there. did we miss them last year? <laughs> yeah, after the whole John Brandon stuff. That yeah, that was a wow, that was a mess, but. Um, uh, some of these stats from the from the game against Houston, uh, field goal percentage. I mean, Houston never went sub fifty. They shot fifty three percent from the field. Cincinnati I mean, shot thirty four percent. Three point shooting. I don't think they went sub thirty five. They shot thirty eight point one percent. Cincinnati shot twenty percent. Both teams had ten turnovers, which I. Uh, that feels wrong to me, but that, like, that, yeah, that's that. I feel like Cincinnati committed way more turnovers. Maybe I, I don't know. It feels like they committed way more than ten. Yeah, maybe because it feels like it was just like such a blowout that you'd expect there to be more Probably. turnovers. Uh, Houston out rebounded Cincinnati thirty eight to twenty six. I mean, Houston held on to the lead and never gave it up. Then now there was yep. a point towards the end of the first half where Cincinnati yep. kind of started to rally. The crowd was really getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mixon was at the game, and people said Tyler Boyd was there, but it actually wasn't Tyler Boyd. I, yeah, I was say, I, I think we would have known if it was if Tyler Boyd yeah, was there. Yeah, they said, like, they said that they had announced. I have heard mixed reports because Caleb Taylor, who I did the broadcast with, said that they announced just Joe Mixon. Now, he might have heard only Joe Mixon, 
Right. But I have heard that they announced that the other guy was Tyler Boyd. But I don't – I've been told it wasn't Tyler Boyd. So I don't know who to believe, what to believe. I don't think it actually was Tyler Boyd. <laughs> yeah, I think they would have said, hey, Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon are here. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I'm not really sure what happened. I had the headset on. I wasn't really paying attention. I just – Caleb Hard just, to hear in those headphones. Yeah, Caleb just kind of interrupted me and was like, hey, Joe Mixon's here. Oh, well, that's cool. Maybe he'll get to win a win tonight. Nope. Uh, but uh, but anyway, yeah, Cincinnati caught a little bit of fire towards the end of the first half, and then, you know, you're thinking, okay, they're starting to kind of get back into it a little bit here. They come out of the second, the gates in the second half, Jeremiah Davenport, three ball, crowd gets back into it, you know, you're loving it, and then Houston right just away. comes back down the court, boom, three-pointer, and you're like, I mean, what can crap. you do? What can you do? <laughs> there was not much the Bearcats could do. I mean, oh, they they started to come back in the first half because they got Houston into a lot of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Houston committed a lot of fouls. Um, I don't know if that's a testimony to the Bearcats drawing fouls or if that's Houston needing to work on so, uh, you know, something. But either way, um, really tough, kind of a crushing loss almost. It wasn't even yeah, like – it really was. You even know, though it was a blowout, you're like, okay, whatever. But it's just like, dang. Yeah, it's sort of a soul crusher. And, you know, to me, it was a necessary win – that you needed to get into the tournament. I'm not so sure the Bearcats are even on the bubble anymore well, after they, that loss. At this point, they need to win their conference. They need to win the conference, absolutely. If they win the conference, the uh, the conference tournament, well, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. get into the... Uh, or, I mean, I can see them if they win out, not win out, but like lose like one game, two more games, and they make it to the finals, and then like say like they lose to Houston, but it's like a close game. I can also see that, but like I don't know. I mean... Community Bear- hasn't really favored the Bearcats, I feel like. Yeah. So I don't really know how how that would go, but... Well, so here's the thing. The Bearcats right now are 16-7. and, and seven. Mm-hmm. They just they just beat USF last night, which that game was... Uh, mm, it was shaky. Yeah, it was shaky. Um, they didn't look great, but they didn't look totally horrible. I mean, DeJulius looked great again. DeJulius he, looked he's good. A, he's a stud. Yeah. He's a stud. He's great. He's, he's, he's an incredible athlete for this team, but, you know, they, they kind of choked away a lead and they pulled away again. It was, it was overall... Not a bad win. Um, you know, you, it feels good to get a win after a, a huge loss. You know, I mean, field goal percentage was shooting was really good. Bearcats shot 46% from the floor, three-point shooting, almost 50% at 47.6. Now, the Bearcats committed way more turnovers in this game. They committed 19, uh, but they also out-rebounded USF. So, you know, that was good. David DeJulius, 24 points again. So, great job to him. Huge 11-point mm-hmm. win on the road. Um or well, I mean, USF's not a good team. They're fifteen and seven, seven and fifteen, so not like mm-hmm. a huge win, but you know, feels like a little bit of a moral victory, I suppose. Uh, a little bounce back, but I mean, yeah. After after that Houston loss, you're thinking, oh man, if we want to get into the tournament, yeah, we had to beat them. And not that it's over. Again, like you said, Tyler, if if you know if they win the conference title, uh, in the in the um, conference tournament, mm-hmm. then they'll get into the they'll get into the tournament, no problem. But it's a matter of where do they go after that. I think they'll win. I think they'll reach the twenty win mark. Um, I agree. I think. I think they. They have. They yeah. have three straight home games next week. They have Memphis on Tuesday, Wichita State on Thursday, and then Temple those will be on two Sunday. big wins. Those would be he- two very huge wins. Honestly, Temple as well. Temple is after losing to them at Temple too. I mean, I think when Temple comes here, it's a way different story than we get Temple. It's a way different. Story. Should have beat them on the road. Had an eleven point lead at one yep. point. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Um, UCF is not a very good team. USF is not a very good team. You should be able to beat them. I think easily. 
Houston, uh, SMU at the end of the year is going to be a tough road really, game. That'll be a really tough road game. That'll be a really tough road game, but the game right before that at Houston, that's going to be the toughest test left on the schedule. So Would, um, would SMU be considered a Quadrant 1 win? You know, uh, I mm, I would say, what's their record? They're... They're second in the conference. Sep- They're eight and two in the okay. conference. I think uh, it would. I think it would be a cor- seventeen it would be, and five. It would be close because it's a road game against a team that's higher up in the conference. I think it would be considered a a a, a Q two when I don't know if it would be Q one. Okay. Well, I'm. Just, I think it would be close. It'd be on the yeah. fringe of a Q one. Yeah, I mean that's good to have because Q one wins are a really telltale of a, ter- a tournament team that doesn't win their conference. Right. Um, but looking at the conference rankings, I mean, UC is only fourth, and they're six and four. And Memphis is seven and four. So you pick up the win against Memphis, you're tied. You trump them. You trump, yeah, exactly. And then SMU eight and two, and Houston well, nine and one. No, you'd be tied for the same spot because the Tigers already beat Cincinnati earlier yeah, this I mean, year. You'd be tied for third in the conference, which is still so for good. The season that the UC's had, it's still pretty impressive. Oh, I mean, West Miller didn't even have a roster when he first got here, so like <laughs> it's full of transfers. Yeah, it's 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 incredible what he's been able to do. I mean, I think they'll reach the twenty win mark. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. I think they win at least five of those. They got oh yeah, I think they win at least five. They'll definitely win four. They'll reach the twenty win mark, um, which is a really good good testament to West Miller. I mean, coming in right. here, like you said, literally no roster, and. Uh, Get his transfers that he's did, get the guys back who originally were in the transfer portal, picking up did he pick up any recruits? Um, I don't think so. I don't think he really had any time to pull in any recruits. So I either way, this is very impressive. Very yeah, very good performance. I mean, again, like I've mentioned this several times, if you would have told me that the Bearcats would be where they're at right now, oh, I, yeah. I would have told you you were crazy. I would have told you, uh, no way, we're probably going to be near dead last in the conference. We probably won't be too terrible, but like we're going to be competing to not be at the bottom. Right. Now we're kind of competing to be at the top. Not We're not be at the cool. tippy top. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of, in a we're, sense. We're competing to be like second or third, really. Which, hey, like that is that is a win in my book. That's yeah. a win. That's, that's, that's good for a first season for Wes Miller. Um, but... Conference tournament will determine who, you know. I mean, who, hey, UC has been known to make some runs in the conference tournament. Yeah. Yeah, they did last thinking year. Last, thinking of last year big time because last year was horrendous, and we went to the conference finals. Don't know how we did that, but, you know. Just barely missed out. I mean, didn't, didn't think we were going to be Houston, so I wasn't really no. too mad about it. I mean, I knew we weren't going to win, so. I had hopes that we were going to win. I thought maybe they could pull one out, and they they gave them a tough game. But Houston yeah. just ultimately stayed in Houston control. Also, just was just a way better team in that contest. Yeah. So there's just like nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So they their their Bearcats next game is in two days on February twelfth against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, who are seven and fifteen. Seems to be a recurring theme in this conference. Um, gives the Bear, uh, matchup predictor gives the Bearcats a fifty five percent chance of winning. Um, I would agree with that statement, though that seems low. Um, but it is at Tulsa, but Tulsa has one conference win. Yeah, that's, uh, so I think the Bearcats have this game won quite handily. I would think so. That's what I would say. I would think so, but you never know with college basketball. That is true. You never know. I I think Bearcats get the win on the road. I think it's actually going to be a tough road win. I think they'll win at 70 I think actually, I think they're going to win it sixty-eight to sixty-four. I think it's going to be a pretty close 64. game. Okay. Um, is there an over/under for the game? Uh, I'm not seeing anything actually. They don't have any. It's any... not really a really surprise. I'm not going to no. lie to you. But um, if I okay, so prediction, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bearcats seventy-six, and I'm going to go Tulsa. Uh, 
65. Okay, so an 11-point win on the road? Yep, and I think okay. that Julius continues his trend of playing amazing basketball. I think I mean, so, too. I mean, he's just our go-to player at this point, and it's it's fun to see. I mean, he, the way he handles the ball when he takes it up the court and, you know, he makes his moves, does his step back, fake mm-hmm. step back. I mean, it's, it's, it's so fun to watch, and it's crazy yeah. to think players can do that at such a high level. Yeah, and, and one thing about David DeJulius, and this is something that uh, Wes Miller talked about um, earlier in the season, is that, you know, he trusts the ball in the hands of David DeJulius. Already. Already, yeah. Like, early in the season he said that. And he was like, we, we know he's a veteran. We trust him with the ball. We're going to go to him no matter what because we trust him. He's a veteran. And that's what he's been doing. And it's been working pretty darn well for David Julius. It's just a matter of how well does the offense around him play. Which, that's always the question. That's always, that's always the, the question. That's, that's been the question as of recently. And, and the answer's been no, meh. Not really. Been not meh. really. I mean, you know, Jeremiah Davenport's popped off in a couple games, but he's also not popped off in many more. If uh, he can stay consistent, I think he could be a potential draft prospect. I'm not saying round one, but I'm right. saying, you know, NBA could be could be in his sights if he kept it consistent, but he just, I don't think at this point. The thing about Jeremiah Davenport, and this is something that we talked about already, is that just, you, you know, the, it's like the moment he makes a shot, he gets all cocky and he gets, and it's like, dude, I love the co- I kind of love the cockiness, but I like I like it. Got to like, bring it down a little bit. You got to be consistent and yeah. doing what you're going to do on the court if you're going to be that kind of person. Uh, yeah, you you got to be. Yeah, I'm looking wrong. It's great and it gets the crowd fired up, which really helps. But right. like at the same time, you have to think about it as in like you need to keep going with that. You need right. to feed off that, and he doesn't feed off of that. Right. You there's gotta feed off of it. There's more examples of him not being consistent. And getting all cocky and celebratory and then just having a terrible rest of the game. Then there are him getting cocky and just, you know, like the Tulsa game um, mm-hmm. back on January 20th where he just was three after three after three after three. Like, he just he almost couldn't miss that night. Yeah, I mean, calling that game was a lot of fun. Yeah, it looked like a fun game to call. I was at work that night, but uh, I think I was. I can't remember exactly. But either way, um, just crazy What's going on with Jeremiah Davenport? I would I want to see him be more consistent because I think he was a really high, highly touted recruit coming out of high mm. out of Muller High School. I, lo- I, lo- I loved him coming out. Well, actually, I, I'm pretty sure he went to Muller and then he com- originally committed to Wright State, decommitted, and then went to some prep school. Really, I think for grades. Okay, got his grades up and then committed to UC. Okay, I was not aware of. I that. believe that's what happened. Okay. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but I never heard anything could about be the that. Story I heard. So I can't verify nor can I deny those those claims, but we'll just roll with it. Uh, so there's our predictions for Bearcats basketball. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into the uh, to the, the meat, fun stuff to the meat of this the fun stuff, uh, which was the meat of our last conversation last week. Uh, the Rams and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I still don't believe it. Still I, doesn't I, make I, any I, sense. I'm not gonna believe it till like opening kickoff. Yeah. I mean, once once like I see Joe Burrow running the field, I'm like, okay, like we're doing this. If you would have told me at any point in this season, I I don't know that me, I would have believed if you. You told me last year that we make the Super Bowl in the next five years. I might have called you crazy. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. And I, now look at us, <laughs> upset after upset. I mean, Joe Burrow year two, man. Um, but especially after that loss to the Jets, you're thinking, oh man. This is, is bad. This is gonna be one of those years again, isn't it? Yeah, one of those years. Because you know, at the time, the we Bengals were, were the top of the AFC. Five two. Yeah, they You're were like, t- okay, 
They were the top of the AFC. They were fresh off a win in Baltimore, and then they went to the Jets, and, oh, God, Mike White Very put on a show. win in Baltimore. Yeah. And you're like, huh, are the Bengals really doing something here? And then you look at, then you go watch the Jets game, and you're like, oh. Nope. <laughs> Classic. It, that's just what happens with us. And then, They went from being, like, the best team in the AFC to being the worst team in the AFC. To being, like, a mediocre team. To being mediocre, and then to now they're the best. And I, they're, in this, they're representing yep. the AFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, Raiders game... Kind of, I had a really good feeling of the Raiders game at Cincinnati. I mean, first playoff game in six years. I mean, you knew the fans were going to show out. Oh, yeah. You knew I Bengals would get the job done. Tennessee. You're thinking, okay, we had a good run. Okay, like, had a good run. Okay. That's one seed. Cool. Like, we might have a chance. Okay. And then, wow. I mean, and then, uh, yeah. Shooter McPherson. I mean, yep. Wow. I mean, Automatic. I mean, he's a rookie. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, he's a rookie and he's doing this. He could make a record. Um, uh, the Super Bowl. I think if he makes three field goals, he, he breaks the record for most in a postseason. I believe. Yeah, by like, held by Adam Vinatieri, who is probably the best of all time. Maybe Justin yeah. Tucker. I don't know. One. Yeah. Well, at least he, they're up there. Do you think McPherson could do it? I mean, he's already rookie and he's putting up these numbers. Oh, I think he can. I mean, I, it's just a matter of how many situations does he get. I mean, he has to kick three field goals in the Super Bowl, which it's in a in easy. a game. Yeah, it's like in a game. Okay, but like. So much more pressure is added on to you in a Super Bowl. Well, like, it's, it's also just, like you don't want to be in the situation where you're kicking three field goals. You want to be scoring touchdowns. Yeah, because you're not going to win the game if you keep kicking field goals. Exactly. So that's that's kind of the problem is like you want Evan McPherson to have a good game, but it's like, okay, well, we have to score touchdowns though. Like, right. <laughs> I want Evan McPherson to break that record, but like, uh, you know, we're in the Super Bowl. I'll like, sacrifice it for a ring. I'll sacrifice it. <laughs> yeah, well, he, I think he would gladly take that as well, but I, I don't know. Anyway, the, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting game because Tyler and I were talking about this before. We with this is stuff we should have just recorded the conversation. We really should have. <laughs> we we talked about all kinds of things. You know the the Rams on paper are the better team. Period. On, oh, easily. on paper they I are hate the to admit team. it, but it's just true. But it's true. You got They admit. have they have a great they have a good offense. They have a good defense. They're on t- on paper they are the better team. But the Bengals have the intangibles. They and have the, the they have the drive. You know they what I have mean? yeah. They just find they have the momentum. Ways they have the momentum. To, yeah, they they just find ways to win. They have Joe. You know, like I'm not trying to discredit Joe Burrow. Of course, I would never do that. Like Joe like, Mixon and those you? guys. <laughs> yeah, right. And the defense, but like, just uh, on paper, LA is the better team. But there's something about this Bengals squad. Just make, they're just, just determined. It as makes all hell. It makes you like. It makes a fan of a, a fan of an. Fans of NFL, to it's hard for them not to root for the Bengals because right. they just have so many, like, Joe Burrows, the way he goes about the game. I mean, it's just fun to watch. And the way that, honestly, a lot of players in the Bengals do it, it's, it's so fun to watch. I it mean, is. It's, and it's crazy to think this is, like, our hometown team. It's just That just makes it ten times it's, better. It's so weird. I mean, I mean, and you got hometown guys on the team. You got Sam, Sam Hubbard, Hubbard. You got Kevin Huber. I, I'm excited for Kevin Huber. I think, this I think is, so, too. This is going to be awesome for him. Of anybody on the team... He deserves a ring the most, period. Oh, it's not even a question. It's not even close. Like, I mean, he's been here. Clark Harris. I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, um, you got to love that guy as well. I mean. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, 1,000%. But Kevin Huber, for sure. I mean, he's been in Cincinnati literally his whole life. He I went mean, to yeah. McNicholas High School. He so went to UC. Literally been Ohio. Oh, Cincinnati. Not even Ohio. It's just Cincinnati his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my dad has played golf with him. He's a nice guy, apparently. Really? He's a pretty good golfer, too. So, wow. um, interesting. Yeah. He plays golf with his dad pretty regularly, and then Kevin joined him one day. But anyway, um, yeah. So, Kevin Huber, of all people on the team, I think deserves a ring more than anybody. Because yeah. I, um, I can see Joe Burrow getting a ring. 
Oh, he'll get. I think he'll get a couple. That's what I'm saying. I and I'll get a Jamar Chase as well. So like, yeah. Like, all these guys obviously deserve rings for the hard work they've put in and for what they've done for the I mean, the every city. team does that. Every team right. does. But then you look at you got to look at the guys that are, you know, committed to the team, been there for a while, suffered through hardship, and you got to root for them because those are the guys that you want to see right. the most. And that's the thing about what the rest of the country is feeling. I think this – a lot of NFL fans are actually really excited about the Super Bowl because it's two teams that – well, you saw the Rams a few years ago. Yeah, it's two but, teams. Yeah. But you haven't seen the Bengals – like, the Rams aren't a consistent – you know, postseason team. It's not like the Patriots dynasty or just Tom Brady in general or, you know, like the Seattle Seahawks or, or um, gosh, I don't know. Um, just any team that's consistently in the playoffs and just consistently doing Chiefs, Chiefs Bills, yeah, Bills, Chiefs, Packers. Bills, Packers, all those, you know, whatever. All those teams. These are two teams that have never met in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bengals are the, you know, they're the team that everyone kind of views as the underdog. Yeah, and then the Rams have guys like Matthew Stafford, who played all of his career up until this point in Detroit. He absolutely <sighs> deserves a ring. Aaron Donald deserves a ring, but Cooper Cup honestly deserves a ring. Cooper too. Cup too. I mean, he's he's getting up there. He's yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's a great receiver. But like, I feel equally that those guys deserve rings. Deserve and Odell Beckham, they yeah. deserve rings too. Any year but this year. Any year but this year. Yeah, you you can have it next year. That's unless, fine. Unless we go back. Unless we go back to the Super Bowl, <laughs> in which case, yeah, you can't you can't have it that year either. But I, I mean, this is this is crazy. And the Bengals are the home team too. Well, it's in Los Angeles. Oddly enough, the Bengals gave up their uh, locker room, the home locker room, to the Rams. Interesting. Because at first it was Bengals in the home locker room because they're the home because they're the home team. But according to sources, I don't remember who told me this, but apparently the Bengals gave that up. Which I mean, it makes sense because you don't really want to fire Aaron Donald up any more than he already is. <laughs> that scares me. But, I guess I mean, that's fair. I mean, either way, it's I. Huh, I wish I had heard that. Don't know how I feel about that. That's but. fun. But yeah, the Bengals just have the intangibles about them, man. They just they. It's hard to pick against them because they just have proven themselves throughout these playoffs time and time and time again. You know, and and here's the thing. The Rams, great weapons on offense, incredible defense. You got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and then who's the other defensive end for the Rams? Von Miller. Va- well, he's not defensive end. Leonard Floyd. Yes, thank you. Leonard Floyd. And you have Von Miller on defense for the Rams. You have Odo Beckham. You have Cooper Cup. You have you know Stafford. Matthew Stafford, Cam Akers, who is questionable. And Whitworth. And Whitworth, yeah. You have Whitworth, who's a former Bengal. Got to follow um, that guy. Yeah, and well, he said in an interview that like Cincinnati is still like a home to him. So that was pretty Man, cool. I, what I'm, what I could have him on our team. Right I, now. I know, right? Get I'm Isaiah Prince out of here. Blind side. Oh, Get Isaiah Prince out of here. Get our whole line out of here, honestly. <laughs> no half of it's okay, and then the other half is. Bleh. There's and a lot of pretty lackluster, yeah. which is impressive that Joe Burrow knows how to handle the uh, line that well. Because <laughs> yeah. you know at LSU, I mean he's he's okay. got a great line. He's got five. Dude stars was the protected board. like Fort Knox in LSU, and now he's escaping pressure left and right. Yeah, against Chiefs, I saw it a lot against Chiefs, and it was. And th- it was that was the watch. thing. This was the the point I was getting to was that we talked about um, you know the Rams. They have all these weapons on offense and defense, and that's great. You know, and you can say, "Oh, well, the Rams have a great pass offense or a great pass or a uh, rush def- uh, offense," and you're like, "Well, okay, the Titans had a good rush offense, and the Chiefs had a good pass offense and a good uh, run offense as yeah. well." There's counters, right? And, and like the, the the Kansas City Chiefs have more wide receiver weapons than the Rams do, in my opinion. You have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you have 
Mikal Hardman. You have Clyde Edwards Hilary. Yeah, I, mean, I can't even think of like besides OBJ and Cooper Cup. I mean Tyler Higby, I guess, but you know, Travis Kelsey's obviously you just have more depth, more depth at, at, across the have, field, and you have just more dynamic players. I feel right. like more just playmakers, right? And it's like you can point out all these things that the Rams have, but you're like, okay, well, the Chiefs had this, the Titans had this, and the Bengals still won. You're like, oh well, the, the you know the Rams have a really good defensive line. It's like, yeah, it's like so, so did the, the Titans and the Chiefs. Yeah, Titans got to Joe Burrow nine times. Well, technically eleven times, but it counted nine times, and he still won the game. It's like. There's just all these things that you can point out, like, well, the Rams can do this, this, oh, we this, overcame and this. It and it's time. like, but the Bengals beat teams that had that, too. So it's, it's like, it's so hard for people to make a solid pick. Like, it's easy to look at it on paper and this, go, this, Rams. If I was a big-time sports better, I'd have a real hard time. I mean, obviously, I'm a Bengals fan, so I've been on the Bengals. So you're right, of course. If I wasn't, if I was just a sports better. If you were a neutral guy. <sighs> wow, this would be a Good luck, one. man. Good, good I mean, luck. I would just say, hey, 50-50 here, take the money and just see what happens it, it's kind of like a roulette wheel it's like do you want to bet on black or red like, i mean what, you, honestly who do you want at this point because again rams are better on paper but the Bengals have the intangibles which is crazy i never thought i'd say that yeah. uh but here we are so uh the over under for this game and this is a really good over under see even more sports betting how, uh, yeah exactly how can you guess this spread is three and a half in favor of the rams um which probably okay e- easier to bet on probably sure right easier to bet on but the over under get ready for this 48 and a half. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand how you can how, how you can bet against that. I, That's I, don't, hard, I don't get it. Man. I don't I, get it. I let's let me hear your take. You taking the over well, or the under? What's your reason? Well, I know you want to take the under very right. slightly, but I want to too. I don't want to give the same opinion. So like No, I understand. Okay, well, I'll I'll give my like real opinion. Okay. Under like very very slightly, like I'm going like 24-21. Like, I mean right. Like three, three points under. under. Maybe Twenty-seven, three and a half points under. Maybe so, like slight under. <laughs> yeah, twenty-seven, twenty-one, slight under. But I it's mean, it's it's a tough one to go, man. That's I, not I mean, my final score prediction, by the way. That's just uh, right, happens. right. But I, and that's that's the hard part is like you want to stick to picking the under or picking the over. But like when you skate, when you say a score prediction, you're like, oh crap, I just went against myself. <laughs> like yeah, in the over under. But you know, it's it's hard to do. It's it's hard to do both at the same time. Um, I, oh man, it's, we'll do a score prediction here in a little bit, uh, but I'm going to take the under just slightly. I think this is going to be a very, very, not very, very low scoring affair. Not like, not like Super Bowl 53 Rams against Patriots. With the Rams and the Patriots, which that was ultra low scoring. Wow. Not, not like that, was, that low scoring. That might've been the most boring Super Bowls I've ever oh, watched. Actually, no, that's definitely the most That boring. was the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched. <laughs> I think, um. The thing about this is, um, you know, it, the both these teams are, they're both, like, underdogs in a sense, but they're not. Like, you know what I, I mean? I get what you're saying, yeah. Like, these are two teams that, like, you wouldn't really, at the start of the year, you wouldn't really expect to be where they're at right now. I think that's what makes it so fun. And also, another point I was going to make, if you are an NFL fan and you're betting on this game and you look at this game and you're like, huh. You see Joe Burrow, you're like, okay, high-powered offense. But then you look at the Bengals' defense, and it's like, yeah, they give up a lot of points in these in these past like three games. But when it matters the most, they 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 do it. Like yeah. Mahomes overtime picked off almost right away. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna be a. It deep- was three straight passes that all the two previous passes could have been picked too. Well, Eli Apple. Wow, don't get me started. Um, uh, he made a play. It's okay. He did make a play. Anyways, it's just like 
you have to see this as a defensive game. So I guess to my point, if I were a sports better, I'm going under because I think it's a defensive heavy game. And honestly, those are kind of fun games to watch. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, they are. They really everyone, are. Everyone wants to see offense, but like when you really look at a game, defense is a lot of fun to watch because defense fires up the offense, right? And that's big. See, and the the thing about um, the Chiefs uh, uh, Bills game was that game was like a good. Well, okay, wow. it was actually pretty terrible defense on both sides. Oh, it was awful defense. <laughs> terrible defense on but both two sides. Two really high powered offenses going yeah. just toe to toe. Toe to toe. Yeah. And here's the thing about the Bengals defense. They haven't allowed more than uh, 24 points in a game in the postseason. Against? Against the Chiefs, Titans, and the Raiders. Against the highest-powered offense in the AFC, probably. Yeah. If we're being realistic. Titans are probably like a top seven. They're a balanced offense. And Raiders are also a balanced offense. Right. And they gave up 19 to the Raiders, 16 to the Titans. A lot of field goals in the Raiders again, though. A lot of field goals. That, That too. That too. But the Chiefs, I mean, yeah, you gave up 24 to the Chiefs. So that's the thing is, like, you know, you can try to scare me with, like, Cooper Cup and, and Matthew Stafford. And it's like, that's great. We just went up against Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Mikkel Hardman. I mean, like, there's, there's, there's nothing about the Rams except for, like, Aaron Donald and uh, Leonard Floyd. Or um, was it Leonard Floyd? Von Miller. And, yeah. Ramsey. Um, Their defense is what scares me. And right. The reason I say that is because Matthew Stafford – as good as he may be, he, when it comes down to crunch time, is he really the guy? That's going to be the question that he's going to have to answer. I don't know. I don't think he is. I mean, the Rams almost folded against the Buccaneers. They came really close, and oh, they, they were— tr- they, tr- they tried to lose that game. Yeah. They tried to lose that game. And then the Niners—I mean, like, here's the thing. The, 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 sure, the Bengals lost to the Niners— that was a tough loss for the Bengals, but it was a close loss nonetheless. Uh, but the Rams went one and two against the Niners, only beating them in the NFC Championship game, and that was a really close, low-scoring affair. That was a really close, low-scoring affair. And I know there were nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, but had the safety for the Niners made that interception and not just totally dropped game it, over. game. I mean, they could have put the game away right there. They could have scored a touchdown or Easily. a field goal. And they could have killed momentum for the Rams. Like, there was – there, or at least taken time off the clock. There were so many things that, that could have – they just had to make – I think if they made that pick, that could have been the difference in the game. I think that would have been the difference in the game. But at least it would have made it, it, would have made it much harder for the Rams to win. Yeah. Uh, but instead, their drive stayed alive and whatever. And, and so, like, the Rams, yes, they're a good team on paper, but it's not like they don't have their flaws. They're not this invulnerable monster the Bengals oh, have to yeah. overcome. Like, that's that was like the Titans and the Chiefs for the Bengals. Those guys were invulnerable monsters. The one and two seeds on the road that the Bengals had, you know, they had to go on the road and play the one and two seeds, respectively, mm-hmm. and they beat both of them. It's like, you can't be scared as a Bengals fan who you play because it the Bengals this whole time after beating the Raiders – it was kind of pick your poison, you know? It was like, well, now you got to go play the Titans. And it's like, well, you're either playing the Bills or you're playing the Chiefs. So you really got to pick your poison here. Do you want to really? go to Buffalo or do you want to go to Arrowhead? I would, they went to Arrowhead and they came out with a win. I mean, I don't even know who you want in that situation. At Arrowhead or at Buffalo? I mean, those are two probably the most toughest environments. In Wherever it. you can win, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great point. I would rather, frankly, I think I'd rather play at Arrowhead 
in hindsight because I think Buffalo was more fired up to Buffalo try to get to the Super Bowl. I think, yeah, I mean, well, just in general, is, I think there's some more fired up fan base. They're a, they are a, a freakishly amazing fan I base. love their fan base. They're I'm great. Gonna, I'm not even going to lie to you. I Mad love their respect fan base. for Buffalo. Gotta love, I mean, Buffalo's a hard team to root against. Oh, yeah. Are. After being the, after getting the, you know what, beat out of them by Tom Brady for years. Like, 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 uh, Likeable fans, likable players. I mean, it's just hard. It's a hard team to hate, man. You can, they're not like the Chiefs. Like everyone kind of hates the Chiefs now. Well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> they hate him because Jackson owns brother and that's true. Fiance, but respectfully, but true. Also true. I think if you took them out of the equation, it might be a different story. It, I think it'd be a different story. I mean, I'm, I, think I mean, Mahomes isn't a bad guy. Like he, no, no, and no one's ever. And said also, that. you know, Travis Kelsey. I mean, go Bearcats. But like, right? That hurt. That hurt. Yeah. That hurt when he does the celebration. That hurts. Uh, it, it kind of does. And Against it the Bengals, it hurts. Uh, true. Yeah, it, that's yeah, but it did end up not mattering. Thing, yeah, it but. didn't matter, but it, it it hurts. Yeah, it did a little bit, but you know, either way, I mean, this is this is gonna be a fun Super Bowl. I mean, oh, I mean, I'm gonna be screaming, hollering. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so laser focused in this game. I yeah. mean, like, homework is gonna be done tonight or tomorrow. I mean, not no. Homework if you're a professor and you have homework due this weekend. I can't say what I want to say. If you're a professor and you're not going to cancel class on Monday, same thing. I can't say. I don't get to say. Yeah. Now, unless you're my, you know, senior portfolio capstone journalism class, that okay. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, cancel class. Like, come on, get rid of homework. Like, get that out of here. Come on, get it out. We we can't have that. The Bengals win the Super Bowl. Get if it the, out of here. If the Bengals win and UC doesn't cancel class. I might not go to class. I might not go to class either. Might go to my second class, but I'm definitely not going to my first class. That's for sure. Easily. I yeah. It's if the Bengals can win on Sunday night. I mean, oh man, I, this city Wait, is going I'm to go. Get, I'm getting nuts. goosebumps right now. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm going to whenever the parade is. If it happens, oh, I'm going. If it happens, I'm going. First of all, I will be there. Making my way to count. Don't on. even care how I'm going to get there. Don't. I even will ca- walk. I will literally go to the ends of the earth to go to that parade. I will walk. I don't live that far from downtown. It's probably Clifton's not far from downtown. When no, you think about I it. can literally. I just have to go down Ravine Street. I live basically on Ravine Street. All I have to do is just walk down the hill. Oh, then you're there, and I'm yeah, basically walk, there. Walk past the FCC Stadium. Yeah, it's right there, and I'm right there. Yeah, it's 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 not that hard. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind walking a couple miles. The Deacons essentially down Ravine Street. Yeah, there you go. Like you, you and I are not very far. It's it's not that hard to get downtown. So, if if that parade does happen the Bengals do in fact win the super bowl knock on wood thank you um then <laughs> I, I mean this city is going to go absolutely it's not going to be philly where i know, mean stuff's going to be stuff's going to be on fire and people going to eat horse imagine downtown on sunday not even like if we win just like the atmosphere of like before the game and like during the game like yeah i can't even imagine i mean It'd be a fun place to go down to, but right. I just don't know if I want to. I don't see. Here's the thing: I'll be at a buddy's house for the game, as is the tradition for the Super Bowl every year. Um, we've done that every year since my senior year of high school, except for freshman year of college. I was sick, and that was a boring Super Bowl anyway. Yeah, so you lucky. Luckily, I mean. Yeah. So yeah, we, we whatever. But we've watched the you know we watched the Eagles beat the Patriots. We watched the Chiefs beat fun the one. Niners. We watched that was a good one too. We watched the Bucks beat, you know, the that Chiefs last year. That, that one was I was, was just Tom Brady being Tom Brady. Yeah, it was also not in front of a full crowd, so it was also like yeah, whatever. Was, I don't know, what was that about? It was a little obnoxious, but you know, whatever. It is what it is, but we'll be there. And so if the Bengals win, the question is like 
man, what do we do afterwards? Like, we, we, we don't want to go all the way downtown. Like, no one's going to want to do that. We're pretty far over on the west side of town. Like, I mean, you kind of just got to just... Just live it up, I guess. Take it all in. Cause, like, I guess, yeah. Like, I want to knock on wood again, but if the Bengals do this, pull this off, like, I don't even know, like, how, like, I would process it. Like Exactly. Like, I'd be like, the Bengals won the Super Bowl. Like, that just doesn't sound like... That's not a sentence you ever thought you would speak in your life. I might start crying. <laughs> a lot of fans are going to be crying if the Bengals pull it off. Especially, like, those fans that have been fans since, like, the 90s that are, like hardcore just all that suffering from what 20 30 years yeah 30 I mean, years ago it's it's crazy to think that we're even here in this in the spot which makes me pretty happy but like if we're gonna make it this far it's like mm, like come on like, like come on we're right there this is it yeah, this is the last like, step this, this is, is like it. uh okay lose the titans okay whatever one one against the raiders one at god broke the curse next year let's go let's do it again let's do it again but like now that we made it this far it's, it's like, like come on man don't my, tease me don't tease Don't me. Don't tease like, me like that. Like Joe Burrow. Come on, man. I mean, I think I think if like this happens, Joe Burrow's gonna get like some kind of honor. Like there's gonna be like a Joe Burrow day. There has to be something like that. Dude, this city, I mean he Athens might burn down. Oh true. True. Athens, Athens very down. yeah, Athens might burn down too. No, actually it will. It's Athens. That's true. That's it's a good Athens. point. Yeah. I mean Clifton, don't count him out. Don't count out Clifton. No, definitely not. I, I think um with Joe Burrow, right? If he wins the Super Bowl, as far as I'm concerned, he has more power than Aftab Yurval, the mayor of Cincinnati. I, no, he does. No, I just think give I, him just give I him think, any and all authority. I think at this point, he already does. Yeah, I mean, he, like more people know Joe Burrow in the city than they know now know Aftab Yurval. Yeah, which is, I mean, pretty cool, but also kind of like, dang, really? It's like, <laughs> dang, our mayor's that bad. Anyway, <laughs> um, not to get too political, but anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think Joe Burrow just has an incredible status in the city. I mean... It's just the way he goes about the game is just, like... He's just a really good defensive reader. He I mean, has like, great... Just like, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of... This is so random, but Ronald Acuna in baseball. Just, like, he just has that okay. swagger and just, like, that... He's just so good, and he just goes about the game so well that you just can't hate him. No. You, you can't hate him. I'm he not, hasn't... That was totally random, but I tried to make that comparison. All I'm trying to say is that Joe Burrow is that guy. That's all. Oh, I'm he's 100 percent that guy. 100 percent that guy. And it's going to come down to can he continue to be that guy for this game? That's what it's going to come down to. And I think he, I think 100 percent he can. I think I think 100 percent he absolutely can. Got to be he can score more touchdowns because it's going to be a defensive game. It's going to be really tough. Who, who can get in the end zone? My, you know, the scary thing, man. It's like you 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 play out all these different scenarios in your head with the Bengals. Like here's the thing: the Bengals could be up by 14 points with three scared. minutes to I'd go. Be petrified. They could be up 14 points with two minutes to go. I, and would, I would still be scared. I'd be petrified. I'd be. I'll be terrified if that's like. I, it's that's the that's the really crappy thing about being a Cincinnati fan is like no matter how big your lead, there's still that little itty bitty piece in your head that's it's like, like it's this we game is not over. It's how we were shaped. It I mean, kinda, yeah. It kind of ruins your mood. Like it ruins your ability to celebrate because you're like, I want to be careful here. I don't want to get hurt again. Get, growing <laughs> up, well, growing up, it's just like heartbreak, 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 yep. heartbreak, heartbreak. Not even just the Bengals, Reds, Bearcats at some points. Heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. So we're just so used to it. So it's just like. When our team does good, we're like, wait, this is too good to be true. Like, this, there's got to be a catch. There's got to be a catch. There's a catch-22 here. There's, there's, yeah, there's something going on. Yeah. I mean, 
this is just crazy to think about. I mean, I, I can't even, I still, like I said, I can't, I can't process this. Yeah. It's, it, I, I don't think we'll be able to once the game kicks off till the game kicks off at six thirty. Even if we win, I still don't, I still won't be able to process it. Yeah. You know, who's calling the game, right? Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth, a former Bengal. Now, here's the guy. No, I'm just kidding. Chris Collinsworth, former Bengal. Former Bengal. Lives in Cincinnati. Loves Cincinnati. Hasn't called a hasn't called a Bengals game, and he's not even sure how long. I would say, I, I, I can't even remember him. Like I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even give you an estimated guess. I wonder if our parents would probably know. Parents probably know that. Maybe. Maybe. Ah, yeah, it's true. It's, that's, that's a lot of games to go through. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, it would be it would be tough, but you know now Al Michaels is actually going to be because the whole TV deal stuff is yep. happening. Mm-hmm. Amazon's going to have like the broadcasting rights, yeah, which is which hurts me. Yeah, to my what core. is that about? I that mean, hurts me on. to my core. Um, I mean, come on. God, does Amazon need more power, more money? Do, do they? Anyway, I mean, every corporation's money driven. So I guess. Anyway, yeah. anyway, but. Uh, so Mike Tirico will actually be taking over the duties of NBC, which is which is good. I love Mike Tirico. Mike Tirico, yeah, he's, he's great a great guy, great broadcaster. But it'll be Al Michaels will be missed um, from NBC very much. But uh, there was another thing that Tyler, you brought this up, um, and this was something that all Cincinnati fans, when they saw this news, they thought, "Huh?" I think everyone turned their heads and was like, "Okay." And the news that broke on uh, this was Tuesday night. Um, I just gotten back from a walk with a buddy around campus. Rob Gronkowski came out and said something along the lines of, you know, like, no, that Brady's out of the league. He was like... Chris Collinsworth. It was on his podcast. It was on Chris Collinsworth's podcast. And he asked yeah. him. He said, what quarterback do you want to play for? And Gronk said... Joe Burrow. I'll take Joe Burrow. He wants to play because he knows Joe Burrow is that guy. And, like, at first you're like, oh, my God, that's awesome. We can get Gronk. But then there's mixed emotions about it. And I thought about it. I was definitely, like, okay, here's definitely. the thing. Yes, Gronk... Great. Awesome. That would be so cool. One of the so best tight cool. ends of all time. Yeah. Amazing tight end. But it's like... Do we really Do we need really... Him? First of all, do we really need him? And I think the answer is no. Because I think you can rely we on have, CJ Uzama. We also have way more... We have way bigger needs than a tight end. Correct. I think you could even draft a tight end if you really wanted to. If Just you, not another Drew Sample, please. No. Not Drew Sample. Yeah. Not, Anything but a situation like that, I'm happy yeah. with. Yeah. Like, if, if you have, like, a third-round pick or, like, a fourth-round pick. There's a Ohio State tight end who's very good. Jeremy, I believe his name is Jamie Ruckert, and he's projected to get drafted this year. Okay. Could maybe take him in the third keep, or fourth keep, round or keep something. Him in state. I'd, I'd love that. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. You could draft a tight end if you needed one. And here's the other that thing. Bad, if you need him that bad, I mean. If, yeah, right. Here's the thing. You would probably sign Gronk to a one- or two-year deal. Two at the absolute max. Probably a yeah, one-year deal. Right, exactly. So... The thing is, like, in that one-year deal, he's probably going to demand a pretty good chunk of money. Probably, like, $15 million. He's going to demand a lot of money. And I personally would rather that money go towards Jesse Bates' extension. Your franchise players. Correct. Right. I would rather go towards Joe Burrow's extension or Jesse Bates. And I would rather invest that money in O-linemen and free agency. I would much rather have that. Now, if Gronk's 100%. willing if Gronk's willing to do a paycheck for a million dollars, like pay cut? <laughs> yeah. If he wants please. to do a, if he wants to do please. a pay cut, then all by all means. But I would rather be able to have as much money as possible to entice O linemen to come here. Because that's gonna be that's the, focus literally of the, the only thing the Bengals are missing. That's literally it. the only thing. Yeah. That's what they need to focus their energy on is the O line. Maybe another corner. Maybe can maybe get another cornerback or so. Yeah, you can Eli Apple Eli Apple is I mean, you know not, who I'm thinking. Not. Come on. Best corner in the draft. 
I he mean, won't. He, he probably won't go that he won't high. Fall. He won't go that. He, he will fall. not go that high. Yeah, he he'll be a now, top ten pick. If you don't know who we're now, referring to, you really need to come out of the rock you're living under. We're of course talking about Ahmad Gardner. Sauce. You. Here's the thing. Yes, O line is very important. Super. But if Sauce Gardner's there, how do you not take him? Like how how do you look at a guy who's from Cincinnati, a position of slight need, and go, nah. Yep. Plus, you're not drafting O-linemen either. You don't want to draft O-linemen. You want veterans on that line. Also, a big thing, if we go O-line round one, Kobe Bryant's still in the draft. Also true. Now, is he as good as Sauce? No. Even though he won the award over him? Jim Thorpe award winner. Yeah, but is he better than Sauce? Absolutely not. Yeah. But can you develop him under Awuzier and Hilton? Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think watching either of those guys become Cincinnati Bengals would be really fun amazing i would just hope that even if they don't come here wherever they go i hope they have incredible careers oh i would especially love... ritter especially yeah desmond ritter too i mean you got i hope he doesn't my jay sanders Darian if he Beavers, if ritter Ford. goes to the steelers i mean he won't no he won't but like say i mean you never know what happens i mean in sports nowadays like if he goes to the steelers i mean i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself i and i said this last night this was really controversial but if the Steelers made it to the Super Bowl with Desmond Ritter, I could not root against the Steelers in that situation. I just couldn't. I don't. Even, I would want Desmond Ritter to get a ring. I can't even make a decision like that. I I, I would have it. to. I, right I, now, I, I can't hate, make that decision. Do not get me wrong. I hate the Steelers, but I can't root against Desmond Ritter to not get a Super Bowl ring. He would be the first UC quarterback in history to get a Super Bowl ring, and I think that would just be and would awesome he be the to second? See. Second one of all time, second after Jason Kelsey. Oh, third. No, no, because you have um, you have Jason Kelsey, you have Travis Kelsey, you have Brent Selleck. Oh yeah, I, I forgot think, about I forgot about all those Eagles players. I think Brent like, Selleck has won. Yeah, because the Eagles and all the, like the backups. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I think Derek Wolf has even won a super. Did he wait? Did was he? he on the Broncos at that time? In twenty fifteen, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure he okay, was on yeah. the defense. Well, line. never mind then. <laughs> Derek Wolf. There's tons of there's tons of UC players who have won Super Bowls, but. Um, Desmond Ritter would be the first quarterback for the Bengal or for the uh, Bearcats to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, um, which would be fun. But and I get the the reasoning of you're a Bengals fan, you can't root for the Steelers. I'm like, yes, but I have to but root you're for Desmond from, Ritter. You went to Cincinnati, like you went. To I UC. have to root for Desmond. I Ritter. mean, technically, you're his classmate. Also true. Also true. Didn't and also think of it that way. Going back to Ritter, I think I want to see him go to a team where. They already have a solidified quarterback, like the Packers. They already have Aaron Rodgers, and they drafted Jordan Love. Jordan Love sits under Aaron Rodgers, probably the MVP learns at from this him. point. Yeah. Th- Got to be MVP. Um, learns from him. Learns from him, learns his ways, and then he just becomes a stud. Yeah. I mean, why was Carson Palmer so good? Oh, true, yeah. Why was Aaron Rodgers so good? Brett Favre. Brett Favre, yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't always work to perfection, but no. you know. But it's it's worked in the past. It's worked in the past. It's a good starting point. Yeah, I think so. But I, I mean, the whole reason we were talking about this was the Bengals and the off season and the, and 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 the uh, that's how we got into this and the draft and whatever. I I don't think Desmond Ritter goes fifteenth overall. Um, no chance. I I don't I, think so. I don't even think he goes round one. If I'm being honest, I don't think so either. I don't and think... I love Desmond. Trust me. Yeah. No, we're not we're not He's rooting against him. But... I think he'll go. I think he'll go round three at the absolute latest. Absolute latest. Absolute latest. will go round three. I think first off the board besides Sauce, might be Myj Sanders. Myj or Alec Pierce. 
they both had honestly all the Bearcats had really good senior bowls. Even Brian Cook got invited to the combine. Did he really? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about that. Eight eight Bearcats in the combine. Huh. How about it? I didn't hear about that. Okay. So that's interesting. I mean, Brian Cook was a good player for UC. I don't know how he was do. just consistent. He was. He wasn't like he was. a star player, but he was con- just consistent. He was good. Went in, did his job. I mean, that's all yeah. you can ask for. He was really good. He was great. But it's going to be interesting to see in this draft, which is in April, I believe. April. April? I think late April. Late April. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Bengals draft and how the Bearcats get drafted. That's what all Cincinnati fans are going to be watching for is – Majority of how are the Bengals going to draft, but obviously it's going to also be like, where you, are these Bearcats? If you're a go? Cincinnati fan, you know, because yeah. like some guys from Ohio, like Ohio State fans, are like, oh, I don't like UC. Like people do that, so you know, yeah, I don't know. Right, you never know. Yeah, I I think all the Bearcats that are in uh, that were in the Senior Bowl, which includes the likes of Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, who by the way didn't play because his daughter was born. So congratulations to Jerome Ford. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, Alec Pierce, MyJ Sanders, uh, Darian Beavers. Um, Brian Cook. Brian, he Was he in the Senior Bowl? I don't think he was in the Senior Bowl, was he? No, he wasn't. I'm thinking of the combine players. Never mind. Who was in the Senior Bowl? I think it's just those five. No, there were more, I thought. There might be. Was there? Was or am I just thinking of the combine draft? I might be thinking of the combine draft. Was like O-lineman or something? Hang on one second. I can. I thought there was like some O-lineman or something that was in mm-hmm. there. No, not one of our O-linemen. Gosh, uh, hang on. I saw a post earlier. Okay, so Ritter, and... Beavers, Sanders, Pierce, Ford. I think that's it. Is that it? That might be it. Oh, gosh. Um, I know, it's it's oh, sad Kobe that Ryan. we don't know this. Kobe Ryan. Oh, Kobe. Yeah, true, Kobe. That's six. Um, I think that's it. I think that was it, too. I don't think Kobe Bryant had a good senior ball, though, so I don't think that's going to help this draft. Stop. So, yeah, uh, let's see. Here's the combine. Ritter, Gardner, Bryant, Ford, Beavers, Pierce, Cook, and MyJ. Okay, so we got everyone but Brian Cook. That in was in the, the senior bowl. Yeah, but he was, yeah, but I don't think Brian Cook was in the senior bowl. So okay. He was a senior, though. I just don't think he got selected. No, I don't think he did either. But either way, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch to see where these Bearcats land in the draft and, oh, yeah. and how they do in, in the pros. It's going to be fun to watch. It's gonna be really fun. I mean, this is the most Bearcats that have been invited to the draft in one year. I mean, I mean, if you're, if you're from Cincinnati, and you're a football fan, I mean, this is the time of your life. Oh yeah, Be- Bearcats go to the college football playoff in an unlikely. Now, now, granted, we got smacked, but it was by the best program in college football history. I'd say. Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't call it like a total smacking Even either. By, yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Twenty one points is not bad. It's no. not bad at all. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say so. Now, I would have guessed, like, people were obviously guessing way more than that. So it's good to see that you know we almost exceeded expectations. I guess I would say a little bit. I think I think scoring a touchdown would have helped big time. Yeah, that would have twenty-seven thirteen two score game. We get yeah. I mean that would have been awesome. Yeah, Bearcats had momentum in that game a little bit, but I'm scared of next. I'm kind of. I think our offense is just going to be so much more fun to watch next year. It's going to be interesting because you have Ben think, Bryant. You have Ben Bryant coming back. I think Gino's going to create a really good game plan, especially for so Ben too. Bryant. I think Ben Bryant starts right away. I think away so too because. Veteran, proven starter. Exactly. And why would he transfer back and not if he's play. not going to play? Exactly. Like he, yeah. he had to have been told, Fickle's like, hey. You come back. You're going to come back. You're going to start. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, then, I mean, a and guy. And when you want to yeah. bring in, a, you want to do like a little triple option or whatever, Prater is the perfect player for that. He's great. Yeah. I just really hope Evan Prater doesn't get upset by this. I hope 
that he's able to stick through it. And because next year he'll be the starting quarterback. He loves he loves the city. I think he stays. It would be hard. Yeah, he will. He'll be the starter after Ben Bryant. Right. I mean, one hundred percent. He'll have two years of eligibility I'm th- left. So much confident that he'll be the starter. I think so. It's it's like how do you also let that talent go? Because also with with Gino, I can't say his last name, so I'm not going to say Gadugli. Gadugli. Yeah. Okay. With him, pass heavy. Pass. 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 Yeah. Prater's game up to this point has been run, 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 run. Right. Because you don't want to. Yeah. So you combine both those elements. I mean, you're looking at a solid quarterback i think so too I, I mean he was i think he was like the number six overall dual threat quarterback in the country in the country i think is maybe, what it, maybe i might have been top five might have been higher it was either it was either well, six six is the number that comes up in my head that might have been like the uh that might have been like uh was it prototypical is that what they call it maybe i don't know dual threat he might have been like top four I think he might have been a because he is he might have he actually might have because he is a dual threat let's be real, right he's a dual threat yeah I think he he might have been third actually yeah I mean he he was up there third dual, dual threat quarterback because I know he was like he was getting attention from the likes of Alabama and Clemson and all those guys well, he's but getting talked talked to by a lot of everybody lot of everybody I mean he could he could have gone wherever the heck he wanted he really could have now would he have started everywhere probably not probably not but yeah yeah start here Grant don't get me wrong but like yeah it's it's gonna be tricky because I hope that we don't let that talent slip through our fingers, especially with him being one of the highly, most highly rated recruits UC's ever gotten. And a, and a local Cincinnati kid, like, that would just be hard to watch as a Cincinnati fan. You oh, know, it's, he's really everything you want in a quarterback for, for this team. And and, for, and also for the style of quarterbacks we see nowadays. Yeah, right, exactly. For modern offenses and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. It's, it's become less of, you know, prototypical offenses right. that we see. Yeah, so... I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see where that where that goes next year. But uh, the last thing we're going to do here, um, and we said we would do this last week on this show this week, which is our score predictions uh, for the Bengals Rams Super Bowl Fifty Six Six Thirty. Okay. Last point. One last thing. Do not. The Super Bowl should not be on a Sunday night. Why? Saturday night. Why Saturday? Because Sunday to recover. Monday suck. Yeah, but then, like, most people – I mean, when I went to Elder, we didn't have class the next day. Well, I always did. Well, that sucks for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Roger Bacon, do better. Okay, also shout out Roger Bacon, first school in Cincinnati to cancel school the next day. Anyways, I just think it's be on a Saturday, Sunday recovery. But, like, it's – I don't know. Like it's Sunday football, don't get me wrong. It's just, like, if you're going to make it on Sunday, make it early in the day. I can see that. Four, three. But it's, like, primetime hours, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I I should I should have said that. I that's how I feel. It's it's tricky. It's 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 a hard it's a hard thing to it, it is. It's three o'clock over in Los Angeles as well. Don't forget that. So if you do it at three o'clock, it would be at noon totally in Los Angeles. Slip my mind. Totally slip my mind. So that's the other problem you have. Uh but you know, you also want prime time T V hours and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of things that go into it. Um mm-hmm. but score prediction actually texted Ethan, Ethan Herzog. Um he said Thirty to twenty-seven Bengals McPherson clutch kick is his prediction. Could you imagine if that actually happens and McPherson hits a game winner? Build a shrine, literally. Like build a statue for Evan McPherson. Um, I would, I personally help out with that build statue. His jersey's sold out. Already sold out. I was gonna buy one. Yeah, they're I mean, gone. I was, I was already planning on buying one right. during the season, and now, <laughs> good luck. It's not gonna happen until next year. Yeah. Um, so I'll go, I'll go score prediction. Um, let's see. Obviously the Bengals are sure. gonna, obviously the Bengals. Uh, 
it's tough. Really is because you go... got to remember the over under. You got to remember forty eight. Okay, like I say under, but I want to go over. Right, I understand. Okay, I'm gonna contradict myself. Okay, I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm betting. Okay, I'm going under, but I'm gonna score prediction over. I'm gonna go thirty four twenty seven. Okay, Bengals. Got it. It's gonna be a close game. I think it is too. I think it's gonna uh, my final score prediction. I'm going twenty three twenty Bengals. That that'll be a lower fun, scoring, be a close game. game. I don't know that McPherson hits a game winner. Could you? I, that just like that, that would be that cool. makes me so happy to think about. I'm not gonna lie. Like just imagine if that happens. I never thought I would even in my time at UC as sports director. I never thought I'd even be picking the Bengals in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean, this. I I I I will say I am a very big Bengals critic uh, from the standpoint of the organization because who 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 isn't right? Uh, well, apparently the guy I met with last night he he told me he's like how can you still hate on Mike Brown now and I'm like well because Mike Brown didn't can. do this like Brown didn't you can you can Joe Joe Burrow I'm you can thank the guys on the field in the locker room now you can also thank the front office for picking up those guys and for drafting really all Mike Brown but it's not Mike Brown like I no this was not Mike Brown and like I would I would rather just no like no I you can't defend Mike Brown because now all of a sudden the Bengals in the Super Bowl with a highly talented generational quarterback but I don't know it's 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 tricky business but you know it's cool it's cool to be picking the Bengals I mean as a Cincinnati fan like what you said you're pessimistic all the time. You're like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. our teams are never going to get out of this rut. We are going to be a crappy, mediocre team for my entire life. Maybe we'll win a playoff game. Maybe. Maybe. And now but we are football. never going to a championship game. And the Look Bengals, despite Look all odds, are in the gosh darn Super Bowl. And it's still hard to comprehend. So just... Be safe this weekend, folks. I know there's still yeah, there's still thing, there's thing. still ice out there, um, or at least around my house there is, and it's really obnoxious. But um, be safe, you know. Drive safe. Have a fun weekend. Enjoy the game. Yeah, and have a blast. Have a blast. Get hammered. Get wasted. Just don't drive after if you do. Just have fun. Enjoy this moment while it Embrace lasts. Embrace it. Embrace, Embrace it every single with moment of all it. your who days. Yes, and, and however you want to rationalize it in your head, however you want to word it, whatever gets you up in the morning, I don't care. The friggin' Bengals are playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Get up and just have fun. It's going to be an incredible weekend. It's going to be a great Sunday, and I hope it ends with the way all Bengals fans want it to win. And if it does, holy cow, we're going to be on top of the world, and it's going to be the amazing. Best thing ever. It's going to be amazing. So, with that being said, I'm Sean McMahon, joined by Tyler Gilman. Ethan Herzog kind of joined us for a score prediction, so we'll give him a shout-out. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Inside the 275 Blue. We will see you next week after the Super Bowl. Hopefully the Bengals win, and we'll see you then. As always, go Bengals, go Reds, go Bearcats, whatever team you support inside the 275 Loop. We will see you next week.